Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clark. And I'm Melanie Clark. And we are the The Amazing Amazing Clocks. Clocks. We're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clocks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And you are joining us here for our love revolution, where we discuss ideas and concepts that help us love ourselves and one another more because we need more love in the universe. That's right. No matter what level you're on, we're here to take you higher. So today we have another amazing episode for you guys. We are going to talk about sexless marriages. That's right. The sexless marriage. Ooh, that's a hot topic. Uh, or not so hot topic. <laughs> or not hot <laughs> at all, Maybe right? not hot at all, and that's why <laughs> we're talking story. about it. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I love it. And uh, this is a great topic for not just uh, couples, but also for singles. Because yeah. you guys, like we always say, we can give it to you, but what you're going to do with it. There we go. can give you that great relationship, but if you don't know how to grow it and build it and sustain it, then you're going to destroy it. Yeah. So this is for everybody. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. But before we jump into that main topic, um, time to catch up with the clocks. Yeah. So what's up, baby? Anything interesting, new and exciting you want to share with the listeners? Um, so it's just been for me a week of working. We have been working with a lot of couples, working through yeah. some really heavy stuff. And I'm gonna be honest, I'm exhausted. <laughs> it <laughs> has been exhausting when Uh, couples get into conflict it can be really hard mm, because mm. that ego shows up and wants to battle man and we do Mm. a lot of dismantling of egos and it is work so that's that's what i've been doing this week a lot of a lot of ego work (laughs) so how about you um me this week actually i've been focused on trying to Get at you. Yeah. <laughs> and every night that we've been trying, this been oh, like, it has been a been dilemma. Like, life's been like, nope. Kids, yes. The kids are up late at night because they're in spring break. Yeah. Nieces and nephews, like, nope. Ain't we're, we're trying to be quiet. Yep. Let's wait. Until, let's stay up late, watch movies until they go to sleep. Yes. Next thing you know, it's three o'clock in the morning and we fall asleep. Yeah. We're tired. We're too yeah. tired. And so it's been a struggle trying to get at you, girl. Yeah. That's well, right. Anthony, what a perfect segue to our topic. We've had a sexless marriage for the last week. That's right. A sexless <laughs> week. Are you of okay? Marriage. I'm okay. Are you going to be okay? Uh,. Are you, are you going to survive? I'm hanging in there, baby. I'm hanging in there. You know what I'm, I'm keeping <gasps> okay. hope alive. And hopefully this episode will, we'll, uh, give will help me, you. Yeah, it'll give me some, <laughs> um, some guidance and support and some encouragement. Uh, uh, yes, yes. You. Yeah, so let's, let's get to it. Yeah. So, you know, we, we coach a lot of couples. Yes, we do. And this is very, very common. Mm-hmm. And I talk to a lot of guys individual, very, very common. You talk to a lot of women individuals, very, very common. Mm -hmm. And I feel like personally, people don't give it enough attention. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things that's like, let's not talk about it. Right. And nobody seems to be really addressing it, especially at the magnitude that it's occurring. Mm -hmm. And all couples at some point, one point or another will experience it. So even with us, this past week has been sexless, Mm -hmm. but not for the same reason. Right. We want it. We're attracted to each other. We're trying to get at it. It's just timing. Yeah. Timing. But the sexless marriage is where it ain't about timing. 
Mm-hmm. It's just like it ain't happening. It's right. dead. There's no sex at all. There's going no on. trying. There's no trying. Yeah. Which is sad to me because that sexual connection is one of the things that bonds couples. Yeah. And once you take that out, the you know equation. the equation, it's not a good thing. Yeah. It's I not agree. a good thing. So let's tackle that. And this is what I hear from the men a lot of times. Yeah. Tell us what are the men saying about sexless marriage? Okay. Everyone wants to know what the men are saying. So the men complain because their wives don't want to have sex mm-hmm. or very often. Yeah. Or if they do, then it's reluctantly. Right. I call that pity sex. Ooh. It's when the guy wants sex mm-hmm. and the woman doesn't and he makes her feel bad. He bugs her about it. Right. He <laughs> antagonizes, he shames her. And come on, come on. And finally she gives him pity. Poking at her yeah. at six o'clock in the morning. And finally she gives him <laughs> p- pity sex just to shut here, him the hell up. Stop. Fine. Here, take it. Just hurry up. Yeah. And like the a, kids are coming. And like an idiot, they'll take it. Yeah. And it's like, man, don't do that. Don't do that. Right. Because she's going to look at you even more like, ew, ew, that's a turnoff. I want to add before you say that. And women don't give in, don't give pity sex because you're going to become resentful. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to become resentful. Mm -hmm. Um, It's going to push you away from it even more. Yep. You're going to start to look at him like a, like going to be a turnoff. He's always pawing at me. Yeah. And he's sitting around like begging for crumbs and please help. Can I have a crumb? Can I have a sex (laughs) crumb, please? And it's like, (laughs) stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Right. And then the men feel like, okay, well, if I don't do that, then I won't get anything. It'll be a sexless marriage. Right. And then if I go outside the marriage, I'm screwed. Yeah. Well. Not. Kind of. Could. No pun intended. Yes. Anyway. Um. (laughs) So they look at it like this. Imagine you love playing basketball mm-hmm. and all your life. That's a big part of your identity. Going out to the court, playing whenever you want. You love playing with different players because that's the variety of the, the fun of it. And you're playing, playing, playing. And one day a woman sees you and goes, man, I love you and I want to be with you. But in order to do that, you can never play basketball again unless you play with me. And you can only play when I tell you and how I tell you. Mm. And if I tell you to not play anymore, you don't play. If I tell you to play a little bit, you play. But you only play with me. If you love me, then you'll do that. So then they do it. Mm -hmm. And they get married. And that's what happens. In a lot of cases, they feel disempowered because they have no power when it comes to sex. Right. And from my perspective, every now and then I've run across where it's reverse, where it's the woman that wants the sex, but the male doesn't. Yeah. But in most of the cases, it's the woman goes, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, it just doesn't do, do it for me anymore. And that's a really common problem. Yeah. So what's your take on it? You know, I, I think what happens is so there's so much, so mm-hmm. much happens. So first of all, when you meet someone and you're dating, you um, all the chemicals in your brain and your body make you super attracted. So you really want to have sex all the time. Yes, you do. But then most people don't know this. Those chemicals start to go away. So you have less desire mm-hmm. and you move into the responsibility phase of relationship. And nothing kills your sexual energy faster than responsibilities mm. because you're thinking about work and children and laundry and managing the home. And so 
the, that energy doesn't come into your body as intensely and as frequently mm-hmm. as it does. I can, I can only speak for women because I am a woman. I don't know how it works for men. But for women, then we stop focusing on it. And when you stop focusing on something, the energy doesn't show up there. Right. Also, I really believe this, and I hear this from a lot of women, a lot of clients especially, our programming from the past has told women, like, you have to do it. Like, you have to have <laughs> sex. You, It's part of your uh, duty yeah, your as duty. a wife. Yeah. And wow. as women force themselves to do it, it literally causes resentment. You're, yeah. you're betraying your own integrity because you believe that if you don't do it, it's going to be a fight. Uh, he's going to get an attitude. He may shut down on you. And he will. You're afraid he's going to cheat. And he probably So women are having a lot of sex without really wanting to, and then they hit a wall. Yeah. And they just get to the place where I can't do it anymore. I just can't force myself to do this. Yep. I don't want to. So then they start saying no. Then that creates a problem. Then the men are getting tired of getting rejected. So they stop asking. Mm -hmm. And then pretty soon you sleeping back to back, butt to butt, and nothing is happening. So there's the conundrum. That is the conundrum. And I just want to add to it sucks for women to have to reject. We don't want to reject you. But if we don't feel it, if it's not happening in our bodies, it's very difficult for women to get there. So I, I, I just want people to know a lot of times it's not even that you're not attracted to each other. You just don't have the energy because you're focused on different things. Yeah, and, and we've been through that, especially when our kids were small. I'm like, I'm tired. Yeah, and, you know how tired I am? You know what I got to do? And, like, I can't think about that and, right and now. And here's where the raises the stakes even higher. Okay. A lot of women don't realize that, yes, men like sex because it feels good. Yes. But they don't realize that that's also the way men connect to the women that they love. And it's our way of expressing our appreciation, Mm -hmm. um, how much we are into you. It's a way of expressing our masculinity. It's a way of uh, building our confidence. Mm -hmm. And when we have good sex and our woman is into it, and that energy is fed back, it actually energizes us. Right. It motivates us. Because if you think about it, from day one, as men grow up, everything we do, it goes back to sex. Mm-hmm. So I want to be a pilot. Why? Because I could fly planes, make a lot of money, impress women, and get sex. <laughs> I want to be a professional athlete. Why? So I could be in the limelight, make a lot of money, and date pretty women and get sex. I want to wear nice clothes. Why? So I can impress women and get sex. I want a nice car. I want everything subconsciously at the core for Mm men. It's motivated by sex at the core of it. Getting the girl. girl. And getting a wife. And then you get into the marriage in a lot of cases, and it's gone. It's like, eh, you have no control over that anymore. And then it's a sense of losing power and confidence. Because Mm -hmm. before, you were like this wild animal in the wild. And it's like, wow, look at him go. And hunting out there. Hunting. hunting, hunting, and you got the prey. And the woman's looking at you go, oh, my God, look at that wild animal. He's a beast. I love that. He's hot. Yeah, let me grab him and put him in my backyard and fence him in, in his cage and let me just look at him. <laughs> <laughs> and now the man, the man is, like, not confident. We see this in our clients. Yeah. It's like, do we have sex today? No. Ooh. 
okay, can I, I'm trying this technique. No. And then we lose our confidence. Well, so now I, I'm just building this all up with people. We're going to give we you know, solutions. We know how you do, Anthony. Yeah, You're going to give, give solutions. solutions. I just want to add to that. I don't know if people recognize this. We have opposing programming when it comes to sex as men and women. Yeah, Men are being told to, you know, have forever been told, like, that's your goal. Get the woman. Get as much as you can. Sow your wild oats. And then you settle down and get married. And then women are told from birth, don't do it. Don't do it. Hide it. Hold on to it. You're a virgin. Save it till you get married. Religion. It's bad. Don't do it. They're trying oh. to take it from you. Oh, now all of a sudden you're married. Do it all the time. Now be okay with it. Like we got to figure out some reprogramming here because women's messaging all the time is there's guilt around sex and mm -hmm. we override that. But I'm here to tell you programming stays and it shows up at the most inopportune times. Right. And so it is affecting you. Yes. It really is affecting you, your programming around sex, which don't women don't sit around for the most part. Some women do. So I don't want to generalize. But women are not thinking about how much they love sex and how confident it makes them feel. We have been taught you're taking something from us that we need to protect. So when you get married, it's like, now I have the power and mm -hmm. I can protect what I have and I can dole it out to you when I want to. But we don't have that programming of how great it is, how exciting it is, and how much we want to share that with someone else until mm -hmm. that always comes after marriage. And no one teaches us what to do after marriage when we're tired and exhausted and, and you're poking at us at six o'clock in the morning. Like right. no one tells us how to handle that. And I think that even us talking about this, you guys with these listeners and give you a different perspective, that's a big part of finding solutions yes having no awareness and understanding how it affects both both partners mm -hmm. and once you have that understanding you realize okay women aren't doing this just to you know to be irritating or to punish you men aren't doing that just because they're you jerks. know jerks and selfish little animals <laughs> it, it, okay a little bit of that but not all of that right and so sexually as you grow over time Mm -hmm. it changes as uh, you change yes it does honey and so sex is like and i always say it's like cadillac every year there's a new version right so you, so your sexuality there's a new version of you every year so mm -hmm. i'm not the same person sexually as i was when i was 18 right or 20 it constantly changes right you're not the same nope your partner's constantly changing so what used to work doesn't work anymore mm -hmm. then you either gotta upgrade but a lot of people don't upgrade to new techniques. They just go, screw it. That doesn't work. I don't like it anymore. And they don't expand to go, what do I like now? Let's explore something new. So you got to keep growing together as well because you keep changing. And if you don't communicate that change with your partner, they're going to be putting moves on you that they were doing yeah. the last 15 years that yeah. you hate. And if you don't say anything now, you resent it even more. Mm -hmm. If you want to try something new, or it just reluctant. doesn't do it for you anymore. Right. So there's a lot of challenges. Yeah. Okay. So now that we covered all the challenges. Well, most of them. There's most of them. More, yeah, there's more. Okay. That's good. Let's start looking at solutions. Okay. What can we do for the listeners out there that are going through that? I'll use us and I'll use me as a male. So you're going to tell all our business about our sex all life right now All of it. All of it, oh, okay, good. All of it. Great. So kids, just get ready, people. Great. Can't <laughs> wait. Go for it. <laughs> so we went through that too, but it was more like you said, it was responsibilities, mm -hmm. children, yeah. bills, household, 
events. Exhaustion. Exhaustion. Yeah. And then we would go through the same thing. Tonight, no. Rejection. Tomorrow, no. Rejection. Yeah. Then I'm in a mood. You're not in a mood. You're right. in a mood. I'm in a mood. So it was always hit and right. miss. And at one point, we kind of bumped heads on it. Because oh, yeah. it wasn't about understanding what each other is going through. It was just like, why are you doing this to me? Why mm-hmm. are you being like that? Or this is not fair. Yeah. And we had to have some tough conversations. Really tough conversations. Yeah, really tough conversations about not only our frustration, but understanding why we thought that way. Where did it come from? And mm-hmm. we're so soul searching with ourselves. Right. To go, okay, I was taught that it was supposed to be done this way. But then is that really the best way to do it? Mm-hmm. And through those conversations, we customize it to work for us. Right. So, for example, at one point we said, let's just have sex on the weekends. Right. But growing up all my life, it was always like, sex on the weekends, I'll never be in a marriage like that. I don't ever want to be married. We've got to schedule sex. I remember in our 30s, you saying that, Anthony. Yeah. Like, I wish I would you be wanna, like you wanna, scheduling you wanna sex. Make, you want to make God laugh, tell him what you're going to be doing tomorrow. <laughs> right. So, once we got into that situation, it made sense then. It was like, okay, if we focus on work, and business, and just make out during, Building the, during a the week. future, raising right. a family. And just make out during the week, but don't have sex. Then we don't have to worry about the rejection and the timing. And then when the weekend comes, we know, okay, this is our time. Mm-hmm. And so it motivated me throughout the week to work even harder because I knew that there was that, that time that we were going to spend together at the end. And that was a big reward for me, big carry. Right. And like, it took away the rejection. It took away the second guessing. And it took away the whole double Dutch sex, right. you know, where you're waiting to jump in the rope. It's like, not, not yet, not no, yet, not today, not, yet. not, wait, today. Wait, wait, not yeah. today. And so that was one of the things that really helped, but it was you being able to have those conversations with me, um, even when they were uncomfortable. Right. Especially for working women, we are using a lot of our masculine energy all day long to do our work. And then it's like, all of a sudden switch over now and now be feminine, feminine and receptive and sexy. And it's a hard transition when you are grinding. And during those times when we were grinding, I have to come home and say, like, I have worked a 12 hour day. I cooked dinner. We cleaned the house. I just want to rest. Mm -hmm. I just want to relax. And this is not a personal attack against you. It doesn't mean I don't love you. And I think that's the big part of it is communicating what's actually going on with you Mm -hmm. and being receptive to that. We had many years where we fought because I took it personally or you Mm -hmm. took it personally. And I think it got better when we didn't tell each other what they were doing wrong, but said we talked about it from our perspective personally. I love you. I want to be with you. I just don't have the energy. And if I just do it, it's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for me. So maybe we need to plan. We plan everything else in our lives. I know it's not hot and sexy and spontaneous, but guess what? We've been together for 20 years. We're pretty beyond hot, spontaneous and sexy unless we're going on vacation. And we have responsibilities and we can't just ignore those responsibilities because we want to have sex. So I think sometimes Couples avoid bringing strategies in because they don't want to face it. They don't want to talk about it because it's hurtful. It hurts your feelings to think, oh, my person doesn't want to connect with me sexually. But a lot of things are coming into play. And if you recognize that and you learn, mm-hmm. and, you, and that is a big thing too. That's how we learned a lot about the science about our bodies and how our bodies work, because I couldn't understand 
what had changed in me. And one of the things that I learned that most women don't know after you have a baby, and that's when it really came into play with us because we had a baby together. After you have a baby, your body, literally your sexual energy, your hormones change so that you don't feel sexual energy for four years. That's your body's way of saying, like, take care of your baby. Don't be out there running the streets, girl. You better stay here and take care of this baby till this baby's old enough to take care of themselves a little bit. So after four years, that energy comes back, the hormones change, and then your body's ready to do it again. So especially young people having children, if you don't know that and you're not communicating that to your man, all of a sudden it was you and him against the world and it was hot and sexy and yummy. And now you start having children and you're like, I ain't got time for you. I'm too tired for you. Yeah. And, and you don't even feel it. Then he feels like, what happened? I'm on the outside now. I'm on the outside looking in. I love my kids. I love my wife. But she is not feeling me at all. Is yeah. this my life? Is this my new normal? Is this it? Is this it? So being able to have those conversations, understand your body, know what's going on with you. And being able to have a real intellectual, not emotional, but intellectual conversation about what's happening with you. And I think that's the key, not pointing fingers. You got to say, this is what's happening with me. This is what I'm going through. This is what's happening in my mind. It literally hurt me when I had to reject you all the time, but I just didn't have the energy. And I was like, oh, my poor baby. I hate to say no to him, but I just can't force myself and I'm not going to. So I got to be honest and I got to be real. And you had to be honest and real with me. Like this energy is building up with me and I'm getting aggressive. And I'd be like, I know I can tell. What can you do about it? It's not my job to fix it for you, Anthony. What can you do about it? So women, It really is about focus. For us, sex is more in the mind. And when we get our mind right, our body gets right. And the reason that all of our responsibilities take away our sex drive, other than our hormones and our bodies and having babies and all that, is because we stop focusing on it. We stop thinking about it. We're thinking about the laundry. We're thinking about the kids. I don't know how many women have told me, like, even when they're having sex, they're thinking about their checking account. And the towels in the dryer that they got to get out afterwards, you got to focus. You've literally, literally have to think about your vagina. You have to think, I have a vagina and it's beautiful and I love it and I have this energy. And when you focus your thoughts towards your own genitalia, you send energy there. And when that energy gets there, it comes alive again. It's like, oh, I have feelings there. (laughs) Also, we did a video about this the other day, and I found this fascinating. You have to kiss. When you kiss, you exchange chemicals that bond you and attract you, and couples stop kissing. They think that's for teenagers. You neck and make out when you're a teenager. Mm -hmm. No, you make out throughout your whole relationship because that keeps you connected. And we've noticed, and me especially, if we're not kissing during the week, I don't feel as connected. So we tease each other and he'll say, give me some chemicals, baby. And then we kiss and we, we tongue kiss. And literally, I can feel him again. I can feel my body again. I can feel my sexuality again. So you literally have to go, I'm going to make a point to think about making love, to fantasize, to remembering how it feels 
to have my body touched because when we get our minds right, our bodies get in alignment with it. And I think for men, their genitalia is external. So, you know, they got to touch it all the time. They walk by, you know, a fence and it rubs against it. <laughs> They're like, oh, I'm, you know, sexuality, sexuality. Yeah. So it's more top of mind for them. And we have to play a little catch up. And the way that we play catch up is by thinking about it and remembering it and bringing that energy back into our body. Very true. Very true. So what do the guys do? What, how do you manage it? when it becomes sexless or it starts to diminish greatly in a relationship. So share with the listeners. First of all, for me, I realized that I can't change you. I can't do anything about where you're at. All Mm -hmm. I could do is take responsibility for my perspective on how I perceive it because everything is perspective. And that's, if you have a a bad negative perspective about it, it's going to be painful. If you create a positive perspective, then it's going to feel better and you'll, more of what you want. Yes. So for me, I had to go within and look at myself. And I realized that it wasn't really the sex mm. that was the most important thing to me. What? It was feeling desired. Oh. It, Ooh, it was that. Good, I realized that. Yeah. And that's what hurts most men. When a woman stops having sex with you, then you start feeling like she doesn't desire me. As far oh. as the orgasm, we can masturbate and get a, a, yeah, an orgasm. True. You know, and... <laughs> Yeah, but it's that and that's hurts us and that's scary because that's one of the reasons why we married that's why you committed relations and committed because you thought she she desires me big time that's my girl and then you go out in public and then there are women that are desiring you yeah and it's like wait a minute they're desiring me over here then i come home and it's like take out the trash take out the trash And I had a conversation with you about it when I realized it. Mm-hmm. And here's the second thing. I realized that I want quality over quantity. Mm. And yeah, to me, once I realized that, it was like, okay, I don't have to do it all the time. Mm-hmm. But when I do it, I want it to be good. Yep. And I don't want it to be just good for me. I've always been, it's, it's, if it's not good for you, it's not good for me. Right. And I tap into your frequencies and that's yep. what's the turn on for me. When you get turned on, I get turned on. Right. So I want you to be turned on. Same. That's why I don't like the pity sex. Right. I will not accept you those crumbs. You will not crumbs. participate. No, I will not participate in your <laughs> sexual crumbs. Take it back. I want the whole loaf. Sweep it away. I want the whole loaf of bread. <laughs> All of it. And so. Yes, you do. <laughs> I learned that if I give you the space mm-hmm. to miss me. Right. And if I back away, then you'll start to crave me. Yeah. If I don't ask for it, if Desire. I just, and if I just make out with you a little throughout the week and the kisses here, tell you the, the affection and I love you and, and supporting you throughout the week. And if I don't go in for the kill, you start getting thrown off. Like, wait a minute. Wait, he, and then I feel like you start thinking to yourself, like, is he not attracted to me anymore? Is he not, <laughs> does he not want me anymore? And, and then you start to move towards me. Right. And you become the aggressor. Right. And when you become the aggressor, you're desiring me. That means you're hungry. And that's when it's sexy to me. Yes. And so I had to literally adjust because the average man, I realized, goes about three days. Right. Without sex and before he becomes a jerk, especially if he's a younger, sexually active guy. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like that, too. I called it the three day limit. But then I realized that I don't have to be that way. I don't want my sexuality to control me. Yeah. I don't want that to run me. 
I want to run it. I want to be its master. And so I made it a point to master that, not to let master me, not to let, let it control me. Right. And so I expended my three days limit to a week, to even two weeks. Mm-hmm. Even got to the point, if I have to go a month, I can go a month. Right. I don't want you to go a month, man. Right. But if I had to, let's say you're going somewhere, we're apart from yeah, each other, I can do it. And at that point, with the letting you know, just make me feel desired. You don't mm-hmm. have to have sex with me, but touch me. Yeah. Touch me there. And when you pass me in the hallway, just touch me, flirt with me. Right. So that filled that desire need. Then I was able to back away and give you space to miss me and want me. Right. And then I was able to expand the amount of time that I could go without it. And then I learned to appreciate the quality instead of the quantity. And that to me is what helped me a lot and helped us to to reconnect. Also, it helped me a lot by you doing that because it took away guilt for me, Mm -hmm. right? It took away the guilty feeling of, I don't really want it right now. And I have to tell him, I could tell he does, and I'm going to have to hurt his feelings or reject him. So that strategy really worked for us. And then also, like you just said, you're not going in for the kill. And I know so many women go through this. When you don't want to have sex and you're married and he starts touching you, it's like, oh, here he comes. He's going to go for dun, it. Dun, oh, dun, he's dun, touching me. It's dun, gonna, dun, it's, he's going to try dun, to lead dun, it to sex and I don't want to. And how do I wiggle dun, out of it and get away dun, from dun, it? So dun, one of the things that causes sexless marriage is you stop allowing your partner to touch you. Because you think every time he touches you, it's gonna, he's going to try to have sex with you and you don't want that. So we had a deep discussion about that and we called that going in for the kill, right? So you stop going in for the kill every time you touched me and you communicated that to me. You'd say, I'm just appreciating you right now. Like you start rubbing me and my, my body will tense like, is it going to happen? I don't want to. <laughs> and then you're like, you can feel that. So you would just say to me, I'm just appreciating you. And Mm -hmm. that was really helpful to me. So you got to work together on it. And Mm -hmm. you did your part to manage yourself. And then I did my part to manage myself. I have responsibility to keep my sexual energy flowing. That's my responsibility. And however I need to do that, I need to do it. So women, that's your responsibility. And if you want to be with someone, that's part of it. The sex keeps us connected. And it's one of the most beautiful parts about being in a relationship. So you have to think about it that way. It's not a chore. They're not taking anything from us. And if you're tired, you communicate you're tired. And then you just like anything else in your life that you want to make space and time for, you plan it and you get that energy flowing again. And then the spontaneity will come back. You'll even have those spontaneous moments. You know what I mean? Um, Also, Talk a lot of shit to each other. Anthony and I talk a lot of shit to each other. Mm. He'll walk out by me and I'll be like, oh, baby Jesus, mm. you are looking good, baby. Mm. And he just gets his big smile on his face. We'll be driving down the street and I'll slip my hand on his leg and he'll be like, oh, <laughs> like we just talk and flirt, yes, like yes, flirt yes. and tell each other you're beautiful and sexy. Every time he has his shirt off, I do this little thing where I'm like, oh, my God. And he just gets a smile on his face. Like guilty is charged. Men want to feel good too. It's not just us that needs that flirting and that sexy talk. 
they need it too. We all so want to feel give desired. him some sexy talk and you'll feel good about it too. I get turned on when I talk shit to him. So <laughs> mm-hmm. it works both ways. There are yes. a lot of things that you could do. Don't live with a sexless marriage. You don't have to do that. That's, That's right. roommates. That's right. That's roommates. So an amazing episode. I want to thank all your listeners. Yes, we oh, are done, okay. baby. We put it in. <laughs> okay, good. We got it in. <laughs> yes, and, we uh, did. No pun intended. <laughs> and so, to all you listeners, uh, we love and appreciate you yes. guys. Uh, thank you for hanging out and, with us. And hopefully, we gave you some uh, answers and some guidance. Some on perspectives. This, perspectives on this tough, tough subject. And so, if you guys haven't gotten a copy of our book, uh, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving a Happily Ever After, make sure you pick up a copy today at Amazon.com. And if you guys are interested in coaching with us and you want to bring some more passion back into your marriage, reach out to us at theamazingclocks.com and we'll get right back at you. And if you're interested in becoming a life coach or just want some skills to life coach yourself or the people around you, then check out our life coach training and certification course at the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy.com. So there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now, what you going to do with it? See you next time. See you next time.